0: Hello and welcome to the Gooners all back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw reaction series and specifically the Arsenal news show every single day at 8am. 8:03 today. Apologies for the slight lateness. Uh, to, to do some, ser- I was about to say soul searching, not souls, just searching. The other half has lost the train ticket, so it's been a late morning. Um, but we're there. Not found the ticket, but uh, we are here. So uh, fingers crossed, it'll crop up, <laughs> up later on in the day. But I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well, everybody that's tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, please do go check out the podcast that we did yesterday evening. I was joined by some of our members to talk about Arsenal's attacking line and specifically kind of how. We can look to improve it, the decisions that Arteta needs to make or the decisions that need to be made above Mikel Arteta as well. So if you haven't already gone and watched our podcast, you can listen to it as well on the audio platforms as well. Uh, Please make sure you do go and have a listen to it. Uh, Good morning to everybody. Who's joining us in the chat box today? Kaiser, Bo, Colin, Freddie, Bungle, Rakim. Uh, lots of new names in here, which is fantastic to see, and some regulars, of course, too. Jose, Freddie, Matt G, MFB, uh, Sandal, uh, Jonathan, Mf, uh, Gustavo. We've got Tom, Mike, we've got Jacobus, uh, we've got Amar, we've got Paul, uh, we've got Vuk, uh, and uh, I think I spot a certain Clive Palmer in the chat box as well. Good morning to everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. There isn't a whole host of stuff to talk about today, but there is quite a big story that dropped last night. We'll talk about the validity of it and the likelihood of it happening. But we kick off, as always, by letting you know that you can go find even more Arsenal content over on the Arsenal Way. Make sure you go and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so, and subscribe to the Gunner Talk as well and drop a like on today's video to show that appreciation um, but we also start off with the news regarding Arsenal's interest in former Toulouse now PSV midfielder Ibrahim Sangara. The uh, the midfielder was of course linked with Arsenal back in the summer of 2020 uh, when we went and signed Thomas Partey and Sangara was supposedly a player that Arsenal had created an incredibly long 300 page analysis of and he was really very much up there with the targets that the Gunners were looking at as possible alternatives should they decide not to move for Partey and activate his release clause although we all know now that Thomas Partey was very much the number one player uh, but Sangara was still on their list and it does mean that they continue to hold an interest in the player he has of course moved now to PSV in the Eredivisie uh, and he's playing fairly well from what I hear but What we would like to obviously see Arsenal do is to move either in January or the summer for someone that's a genuine upgrade on what we've already got. Whether Sangara is yet that player is still waiting to be seen. Um, But the other player, if you think about Samara, went and joined Leicester from Lille. And those pair in, in the Liga were, of course, players that Arsenal looked at and that a lot of Arsenal fans wanted to see a sign. But Sangara remained very much a target and we could yet yeah, see him join Arsenal in the future, but it would be very soon after his move to the Netherlands. Our second and penultimate story, uh, as I said, there's not much to talk through today, is uh, Alexandre Lacazette. The French striker has been with a move away from the club and Inter Milan supposedly could be very much interested to bring him in. Not even as late as the summer, but as early as January, they have Olivier Giroud, they have Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, sorry, I was thinking of the wrong Milan team. They've got Edin Dzeko, of course, who came in to replace Romelu Lukaku. They got Latara Martinez, who also looks like he's going to be signing a new, uh, new contract with Inter. But Dzeko, we know, is is on the the latter stages of his years. Lacazette would come in as. I say slightly younger, He is still 30, but with Martinez being on the younger side would provide them with a a strong dynamic between those two. I think actually he would work quite well in a two alongside Martinez and those two working quite well against uh, or rather with one another. Um, But Lacazette's move to Inter Milan could happen as early as January, according to the latest reports. Is that too early to let him leave? And if we do let him leave in January, does that accelerate Arsenal's plans to bring in a striker? And can they actually get in the striker that they want in January, or do you think they would have to wait until the summer? Now, our final main news story of the day uh, emerged yesterday evening uh, as reports suggested that Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain could very much be the new main target of Arsenal in the short term. Uh, Arsenal supposedly interested in taking the Liverpool midfielder on loan with an option to buy in the summer of 2022. It's very much thought that Arteta wants to play him as a central midfielder alongside Thomas Partey, not in the wide position that the Ox obviously used to occupy when he was at Arsenal. He was always thought of as a winger by Arsene Wenger. There There was talk that he could maybe turn into a central midfielder at the Gunners, but it never really happened on a consistent basis. He got little looks in here and there. But he moved to Liverpool, and that is where he played. He played in that midfield, central midfield position in the, the more adventurous free role with Jordan Henderson and and then soon Fabinho, who came in as well afterwards. Uh, Lucas Lever uh, there previously. But I'll say Chamberlain was heavily affected by injuries, never really able to get back into the Liverpool team. And then when Liverpool went and signed more players and, and brought in the likes of Thiago, he never really had a look in. Curtis Jones has also since come through on Merseyside, meaning that any other opportunity for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain to get into that Liverpool team has been completely kind of scuppered. Now 28 years of age, fully in his prime, has still suffered with a few injuries. In my personal opinion, I would not be looking to bring him in. Maybe a loan for six months is something that I can get on board with, but I would be concerned that Arsenal would then pay the, the option in the summer of 2022 and then not move for the midfielder that we know that we need it doesn't really fall with the kind of strategy that we hear that Edu wants to implement at the club either we're told that Edu wants to combine both youth with world-class experienced and Oxlade-Chamberlain is neither youthful nor world-class and and so that doesn't really fall into either option of that strategy and because of that I'm very reluctant to say yes, that we should do this deal. The other side, to, to play devil's advocate to, to the opposite argument, is to say that with Granite Jacker out injured, although he is expected to return by January, we know how light all of a sudden our midfield has become. We also know that if Arteta wants to play this 4-3-3 system with Partey playing behind Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard, we are very limited for replacement and cover in those two number eight roles. It is basically just those two. Maitland-Niles, Elneny, um just aren't players. that Conga just aren't players that play as the number eight in, in that 4-3-3 system. They don't have that same... The, the nearest you'd get is, is Ainsley-Maitland-Niles, having also played on the right side of midfield previously, but it just isn't that same level of attack and creativity that you get from Erdogan and, and Smith-Rowe. Oxley chamberlain would provide you with more of that, but it's only if we were going to kind of move into that 4-3-3. You've also got to think if we sign him... Is that going to limit opportunities for some of the youngsters that would come through if we still wanted to sign a top-class midfielder in the summer of 2022? And then you've got Patino, you've got Aziz that are still coming through that could play that number eight role and provide depth to the team next season if we signed him on a permanent, it would probably block the path of those players. I'm on a no, but if you're not do let us know in the chat box and let me know what you think. Canada Soccer says, sign Ox. Uh, Magambo says, this kind of thinking is not of a club trying to move to the next level. Uh, Bugle says, it smells of back to Southampton or up to the tune for Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, but, and again, Paul agrees. Maybe Oxlade-Chamberlain could move to Newcastle. Constantine says, oh my, no Ox, please. I would bring better in Ramsdy. Um, Ramsey is an option again is something that's touted a lot he's now over the age of 30 on a hell of a big wage I wouldn't be tempted to go for that Uh, Phillips says the answer is yes for me I love the Ox and a loan would be financially less downside as his injuries are a concern again the only thing that I open to this is the idea of a six month loan just to get him in for that period to provide some cover Liverpool obviously going for the title they're not necessarily having to worry about Arsenal getting for a top four place this season Um, I just That's the only kind of thing um, that I would look at and go, yeah, that makes more sense. Joshua said Ox's injury record goes against him. Uh, RJ says, why on earth would we sign him? He's so average and still doesn't know his position. I disagree with the second part. I think his position has certainly been uh, established now as that number eight uh, that kind of has got more freedom and can go forwards. Um, No, 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 says Dorian King. We can do much better. Nikolai says, no ox for me. Love the guy, but it is a step backwards. Alan says, do you think Martinelli should be given a loan? It will be less playing time impacting his game. And with that question from Alan, we move on to the final section of the show, which is, of course, the opportunity for you guys to ask some questions, for you guys to ask some queries and theories and get your thoughts into the chat box. So, if you haven't done so already, please do do that. So, Alan's question about Martinelli: should we be in, should he be given a chance on loan? I think that when it comes to the African Cup of Nations, you're losing Pepe, you're losing Abamie, and that suddenly leaves you very, very light in that kind of attacking part of the field. If you don't sign anyone, it leaves you with Lacazette, it leaves you with Saka, Smith Rowe, and Martinelli. Trying to think of anyone else that we could play in there. Minketti and Balogun at striker, but especially in the wide areas, you're left with Saka and Pepe really in Smith Rowe, which all of a sudden is, is sorry, not even Pepe because he's gone. So you're just left with Saka and Smith Rowe, and it's it's very very light. And I'm not sure if if it's wise then to to just let Martinelli go during that period. If those players return by the end of January, and you can find a loan for him in the last few days of the window, maybe. It is still a risk, um, but I do agree that he needs more playing time and alone would get him that. But maybe we just need to, you know, play him. I'd like to see us use the 4 3 3. I'd like to see Martinelli played on the left hand side. I think his future is very much still in a wide forward position, not a striking position. And I think his right footedness, along with Tierney, provides that balance. And then Erdogan, in kind of the left sided central midfield role in the midfield three provides further support and service. It's something that I'd like to see tried. We'll just have to wait and see. Stephen says, what about Basuma now? Um, there's still no news regarding Basuma uh, and any interest. We know that Arsenal have had interest in, in Basuma, but we're still waiting uh, to hear anything more about stories concerning the Malian midfielder. Uh, Jonathan says, If we can't bring in any new midfielder in January, would you consider another loan for Danny Sabayos? His second spell with us was not as good as his first, but I kind of miss his directness and technique. Jonathan, I wouldn't go for Sabayos, no, but I would find someone to provide support to that central midfield area that had a lot of the same traits, very direct progressive passing, good on the ball and technical. I think they're traits that we could have but I don't think Sabah's brought us the level of quality that we ultimately needed in the end, which is a real shame because I think he had a lot of potential associated with him. Tom says, unless Lacquer is sold in January, Martinelli could just be sent on loan at the end, which is something that I did suggest, possibly something that we do. Uh, Thracian says, Pedri is in the last year of his contract. Would you sign him? I mean, obviously I'd love to see a sign Pedri, but I just don't think it's realistic and he'll probably sign up to uh, a new deal with Barcelona. Uh, Carl says, do you think that we should play Lacazette regularly to increase his value for the January transfer window? No, I don't think we need to. I don't think he's a player like necessarily a young player where clubs are questioning what they'll get from Lacazette. You kind of know what you're going to get from Lacazette. We don't need to invest any time on a player that's going. It's kind of why I want to see Balogun playing more than Inquetti, and I don't know why Inquetti is playing in the cup games. Play Balogun, invest more time in him. Ketty is going to be leaving, so is Lacazette. Don't give them time unless we absolutely have to, is what I would say. Jamal Musiala says, Roni, I mean, why on earth he would leave Bayern Munich for Arsenal right now, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, Rishab says, we need Cazorla back. Time travel. I've actually got an interesting piece about how we can uh, replace Santi Cazorla coming out a little bit later this, uh, this morning. Inga says, uh, what about Isaac? The reason why I wouldn't go for Isaac is the same reason why I wouldn't go for uh, the likes of Karim Adeyemi. The age is an issue for me. I want to see us sign someone in their mid-twenties that can come in, transition immediately, and has that experience of several years in the circuit, scoring regularly. It's why I like the likes of Yusuf Nezri. It's why I like the idea of signing a dominant Calvert-Lewin. These types of players I would like to see us go for over someone like Isaac. Uh, Stephen says, what about Asensio on loan from Real Madrid? Uh, Asensio, I don't think he's going to be leaving Real Madrid on loan. If Asensio does leave Real Madrid, it will be on a permanent deal. Arsenal have been interested in him, supposedly even putting in a bid uh, last summer, which didn't go in anywhere in the end. But he has three goals in six games, although they, they, they did all come in the same game, as far as I'm aware, against Mallorca, his former side, where he came from. Um, and for that reason, I think that he's still very much trying to get back into the Real Madrid team. He started that game against Mallorca, started the following game against Villarreal in the nil-nil draw, but has since taken a bit of a knock and has missed the last game against Espanyol and uh, the Spanish games in the uh, in that sort of things as well. So it's a shame. I want to see him back on course. I, I love Marco Asensio. I think he's a fantastic talent and player, and obviously he's now moving into his mid twenties. He needs to be playing at a higher level consistently, but that big injury that he suffered did set him back. So hopefully, he can come forward. If he would sign to Arsenal, I'd be delighted because I think he's a great player. But it's where you then play him is, is another big, big question. MFB says, What about the probability of Dominic Calvert Lewin coming to Arsenal? Look, the, the probability is there if Arsenal manage to, firstly, qualify for Europe and, secondly, Everton don't. If Arsenal are able to get into a European competition, and Everton aren't that immediately puts Arsenal in a really good position to, you know, angle a, a purchase to convince Dominic Calvert Lewin to move to the club. Uh, ADT says, do you think we could get to Mr. Yarl on loan because he will not start week in week out? No, I don't think so because he's actually getting more minutes than I think people are giving him credit for. In fact, I think that he not play quite a few games in the Champions League already. He's only eighteen he's obviously a great talent. He's already played six Bundesliga games, two goals, two assists. He's played in the cup games as well. Two goals, one assist in his single DFB-Pokal cup game. Played two Champions League games as well. He's getting minutes that he needs for an 18-year-old at that type of club. And I don't think that they all want to destabilise that situation. Wilson says, do you think it's realistic that Arsenal can get Basuma in January and why? I don't think it's realistic. I think Brighton would ask for a ridiculously high price that Arsenal aren't going to be willing to pay in the winter window. Uh, Oakley says, if you had to choose between Enesri and DCL, I would choose DCL if it was a case of choosing because you've got another Premier League homegrown striker, gives you a lot of the abilities and attributes that we need from a striker. I would choose the Everton forwards um bad times when everton are our rivals uh, says grace i mean is this news to you we've been out of europe for how long now at the champions league for how long now it's the situation that we find ourselves in that's that's where we are as a club unfortunately um, no to the Ox, says ggtv for use. Uh, we need better. Mo, thank you so much for rejoining as a member. I really appreciate your support as always, fella. Uh, what about Tony this summer, says Inga? Again, I'll, I've always said this. I'll wait until the end of the season to make a judgment on how Tony adapts to the Premier League and we'll move from there. Ronnie says, Calvert-Lewin is more of a goal scorer, but Watkins has more to his game. Link-up play and assists which would suit us better. I think that Watkins has more assist stats because he's played just off the striker at times when they brought in Danny Ings, which has led to, to more assists coming into this game. Although he only has one goal and zero assists in five games so far this season. Whereas if we have a look at Dominic Calvert-Lewin so far this season, he has three goals in three games. No assists so far. Um, But in the, all those games, he's scored in every single one of them. So He's just a consistent Premier League goal scorer is Calvert-Lewin. You can't really say anything other than that. Abbe says, what about Boubacar Kamara from Marseille or Papa Gay or João Palinha from Sporting Lisbon for the number six position? I'd like to see us move for someone quite mobile. I know that Kamara and Gay can both be quite mobile uh, when they're playing. João Palinha less so. He's more of your old-fashioned kind of defensive midfielder. I think we should be moving more towards a Fabian Ruiz type of, of midfielder to play alongside Thomas Partey to give us more fluidity, more movement, and, you know, a little bit more progression with passing in the middle as well. Uh, Gunner23 says, do you think that Martinelli is used in the right manner since Emery left? I mean, I don't think he's got into the team. I don't think he gets into the team at the moment, is the honest. If you're going to play a 4-2-3-1, Martinelli doesn't get in the team. When he came back from his injury, Arteta again continued to use Erdegar and Smith-Rowe, which I thought was the right combination. And you can't really blame Arteta too much for the choices in the league anyway in the second half of the season because we have, what, the second or third best form record in the league during that period after Martinelli returned from injury. Emery threw him straight in and fair play to him. He threw Saka straight in, fair play to him. He did a lot with the youth players in this team. But Arteta is kind of one of those coaches and he said as much that he wants to get results now. And Martinelli, doesn't feel, he's a player that can get him those results now. And the evidence suggests that that's right because he didn't do anything against Brentford. He was invisible against Chelsea. He was sprightly in the cup game against AFC Wimbledon, but beyond winning the penalty, didn't really offer loads during the match. And because of all of those factors, I think when you look at the options that you've got in Rowe, Erdegar Saka, Pepe, Martinelli's not getting into the team at the moment. The only only thing I would say is I don't think he's being given um, a a chance off the bench. and Because of that, he's not being given an opportunity to prove himself in that sense. So I do do criticise the the lack of minutes given to him from the bench. I think there's been opportunities to play him that he hasn't been played in. So that's an argument that certainly fits uh, the mould to go against Arteta in that sense uh philip says gabby doesn't get into the 11 and probably right but he should be used more as a sub and saka shouldn't be playing the full 90 minutes most games again definitely agree um Fabian ruiz go check him out mate napoli central midfielder spain international brilliant left footed player uh do go and have a look um uh chanok says uh well, who do you think will win the copper trophy the basically the under 20s uh Ballon d'Or I think Bellingham is probably the favorite uh I think Saka's up there I think Saka has a real chance um of being up there possibly even in the top three uh there but there's some amazing players Pedri Florian Wurtz um very 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 good Nuno Mendes Uh, Mason Greenwood's on there as well, I believe. So it's going to be a tough fight for Saka, but we wish him the absolute best of luck. Uh, I think he's got a real chance. Uh, I would say that a real chance. He plays week in, week out for Arsenal. He's an England international, was key in in their push to get as far as they did. But I think Pedri's performances at the Euros this year probably may edge him as as a possible favourite, along with Bellingham, who whilst didn't play much for, for England, has been absolutely brilliant for Borussia Dortmund. So it's... It's tough. I, I love these these youth trophies. It gives you a real insight into some of the best players in that age category. I mean, Martinelli, William Saliba were both on the list of the, the whole 100 or whole 50, I think. Um, but it's now down to the last 10. So we will see. Uh, Jashar says, Tom, I see Newcastle having first pick on a transfer. We might be interested in. What do you think? No, I don't think so, mate. Uh, Arsenal can offer more than what Newcastle can in regards to the pedigree of the club. In regards to wages, obviously they might get blown out of the water in some cases if if Newcastle are going to go down that route, but they're going to ruin their wage structure. You've got to consider, "Mm, is it really worth it? But at the same time, I bring this up quite a lot. People who think that Newcastle are going to suddenly just blitz their way to Champions Leagues and, and to the top four by spending and then turn around and say that, you know, that Arsenal, how are Arsenal going to sign anyone? Who wants to join Arsenal? Well, Newcastle's Newcastle are not in a better position than Arsenal right now to to put forward a project because it's still very much based on we're going to spend loads of money, I hope it works Everton, I reference Everton all the time have spent loads of money and yet they've gone nowhere, 10th and 12th their last two seasons, so money doesn't guarantee you things in football, but it does help you have to say that Um, only a short show today Um, thank you ever so much guys for tuning in, really appreciate support as always i'll be joining the boys over on the arsenal lounge at 8 p.m tonight drop a like on today's video if you haven't already please show that continued support that i know you always give us every single day um you can go listen to this show also in audio platforms if you try listening in the car it's available on soundcloud spotify and itunes too but please do come over to youtube and give us a like and get involved with the chat box and if you're watching on catch up thank you for catching up and leave a comment as to your thoughts about excel say chamberlain Do you think that we should sign him or not? Have a fantastic day, people. Enjoy your your Monday. It is Monday. You lose track of days doing this. But, uh, yeah, enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the start of your week. And uh, it's not long until Arsenal are back. A week to go. Let's keep pushing. And as always, up the Arsenal. ACAS powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jessie Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl.